Hello and welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And it's good to be back, guys. Um, I was at uh, a camping trip, you know, this last weekend, so... Uh, How dare you? I, I heard Bosky did a great job, though. Yeah, he yeah, did good, yeah. all things considered. We got on air about 10 minutes late because of somebody turned off the radio station. Whoa. Yeah, I did hear about that a little Calling bit. out Blaze Radio. Well, I mean, we don't know who it was, but I mean... Somebody did. <laughs> somebody, somebody turned off the entire station feed, so yeah, that, that didn't help. But yeah, it, it is March, and it's madness, so Cole will, will be having a constant feed over here for us at least, of the of the big games that we've got going on right now. Murray State, San Francisco. I know uh, there's a few games that are live right now, but uh, how about that, that bracket so far? It's been pretty fun. I actually did not fill out a bracket this year. Whoa! I know. I that woke up this morning. I was going to do it at the last minute, and I just overslept, and it was really sad. I went to log in to ESPN Bracket, and it wasn't letting me do it, and I just realized... Oh no, Boise State Memphis is going on right <laughs> no. now, and I can't fill it out. But based on what I'm seeing, basically everybody's bracket is already busted. So, oh, yeah. you know, and odds we'll, are it wasn't going to be a good thing for me, anyways. Yeah, we'll get more in depth into the into the results itself later, Colt. You, you yeah, yeah, UCLA's down at the half. That's the only Pac-12 connection we have right now. Oh. Down by one to Akron. That's Zips. Brutal. Only three Pac-12 teams in, which is arguably just as bad as the Pac-12 not getting one playoff team in college football. So who, who, who was kind of on the bubble that didn't, so Colorado. It was Colorado, Oregon, Washington State kind of had some bubble buzz, but mm. that's pretty much it. Washington State was, oh, I just said Washington State, and then like I think Stanford maybe, because they ended up beating ASU, but it, it was really sad. It, Oregon, I think, and Colorado were both in a good spot to make the tournament and lost to like Washington and Utah down the stretch, like just bad, bad losses. What about Oregon State this season? What what happened? Can you explain? You know, I, the, well, the way I like to think about it is two years ago, I think I was kidnapped by a genie. <laughs> the, genie the genie came up to me and he said, listen, uh, I will give you an elite eight run into the tournament, but the next season your team will only win three games. Like, will you take that? I, and I probably said yes. And wow. I think that's why what happened happened. Is my mic working? I don't think my I, I, I gotta put my headset on. I don't see the levels going up and down. Can they not hear you out there? Oh, that would be absolutely devastating. Well, maybe it is working, but the levels just aren't showing. Hold on. See, look, it's showing levels. Levels? Hello, hello checking. Levels in reverse. How do we check? <laughs> How do we know? If there are any listeners out there who have my contact information, please hit me up. Yeah, if you just go to go to the Blaze Radio thing and see, would that create a crazy No, if you call 808. <laughs> no, actually, somebody check. Somebody check just so we know. I see, see, every time I talk loud, I see the red thing going off. Like, ah! See? So that makes me think maybe just the yellow isn't showing up. That's hmm. so weird. It is weird. What we can do is, worst comes to worst, I can kind of move my mic. But we how can do we do. know if it's working? Here, I'll, I, I'll look up the stream. But, I have no idea. But anyways, but... let's talk big picture, guys. Um, just a few things to note. I don't know if you guys saw anything. First thing, I heard you guys mentioned it, but Jaden Daniels to LSU. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your guys' thoughts? How do you think he'll perform? Hayden? Um, 
I was a little bit surprised that he went into a position where he was going to have to compete for his job because he's not going to walk into LSU and and just get the job. He's got who who who's over there? Miles Johnson. Max John. Miles Ma- Brennan transferred, right? Yeah, he's the one okay. Transferred. There's Jones Johnson. There's Nussmeyer, I believe, is one of them, and there's like a third guy who's like a new recruit. But I think he'll actually do better in that system with Brian Kelly, kind of a new opportunity for him to prove himself. And I think ultimately the reason that he picked LSU was NIL deals yeah. versus, you know, maybe going to a Cal or, or something like that where he easily could have gotten the transfer. Okay, yeah. See, I want to see if we can hear me. Hello. Okay, yeah. Hello. see if we can hear me. Okay, we can't. Okay. okay, good. Thank goodness we tested. Okay, so the, for any of you listeners who are confused, the levels weren't showing up on the mic, and we've got a sticky note here saying it's they've been having. Yeah, issues. it's oh, a studio it. malfunction but, thing. Yeah, I, I thought it was just funny how Jaden Daniels went despite the cringe Brian Kelly video. <laughs> I know, I know. I thought that would have done a a number on his recruiting chances, but. I guess it was good enough to get Jaden. Yeah, yeah. I think honestly, I think Jaden Daniels could. He has the potential to do well at LSU, especially if that O line comes together. But man, he's going to learn a, a whole different animal in those SEC de- defenses. They do not mess around. I mean, he's going to have a much harder time running. That's oh, yeah. that was basically how he was productive this year for ASU. Yeah. Um, you know, if if he wasn't a mobile quarterback, he probably would have been the worst quarterback in the Pac-12. You know, 10 touchdowns to 10 or 9 interceptions or whatever it was. I think it was 10 touchdowns, 10 picks. Just not going to cut it in the SEC. So, obviously, Coach Kelly over there at LSU sees, I think, you know, the stats don't tell the whole story. And, obviously, he was dealt a pretty crappy hand with the receiving core this year and and the coaching situation. So, I'll just wrap it up by saying I think he's going to do well. And, obviously, biased as an ASU fan, sad that he's leaving. But... I think it'll be a good move for him and LSU. Also the visibility, too. Like, Hayden, you always talk about how the Pac-12, the athletes, the best athletes don't always get, you know, that the same coverage that a lot of these SEC players do. And I think playing against better competition, you're going to be playing, you know, yeah, those SEC and CBS games are going to be a lot bigger than those Pac-12 network games. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's good, good to see our boy get that national exposure. Hayden said it before. He's rooting for him. I'm definitely rooting for him. And, you know, go get him, Jaden, is what, is what we like to say. But uh, also, I don't know if you guys remember this story. Um, Najee Harris okay. mm-hmm. claimed that in a recruiting meeting at UCLA when Jim Mora Jr. was the head coach there, that Jim Mora claimed he knew who killed Tupac. That's out what? of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and so recently, recently, a reporter asked Jim Mora Jr. about that report. They were like, hey, did you tell... Najee Harris, you knew who killed Tupac, and he denied it. So, what are you guys' thoughts? Do you think he knows, but he got hushed, or, or what happened uh, here? <laughs> that's just such uh, a weird story. I mean, whose word do you take again? Like, what what grounds does Najee have? Does, does he have, like, screenshots? Does he have a clip? Does he have, what, did he have his voice memos on? I think he just claims it happened on their recruiting visit. I bet you he said it, just, like, saying that, just to say it, you know? Yeah, maybe it was like hour twelve of the recruiting visits and yeah, you know the drinks were flowing. He's like, you know, you know, I know who killed Tupac. (laughs) (laughs) This is a touchy subject here. I mean, when people start commenting on who killed Tupac, yeah, sometimes they disappear. 
That's true. That's true. <laughs> Maybe Jim Mora Jr. had to had to quiet down uh, before before something happened to him or his family. But yeah, <laughs> this has got so dark. Exactly. Well, you know, it's all conspiracy. It's conspiracy at this point. But I just thought that was a hilarious headline, and I like to touch on the weird. Doesn't Snoop Dogg know? A Snoop Dogg is a USC supporter. I think so. Maybe that was a little bit of a battle. Like, no, I'm yeah. smarter than Snoop Dogg. Because Jim Mora is in LA, so he's saying that he he has he brings the Snoop Dogg energy. Yeah. You know that could be a thing. I think he's coaching at UConn now, right? Yep. He's, yes. Um, the head coach, right? Yeah. Yeah. You think he's still using that as a recruiting pitch? <laughs> Probably not. Way out in Connecticut. I mean, I. I don't imagine, I don't, I don't know, would he say he knows who killed Biggie when he's in Connecticut? Yes. <laughs> is that what his new pitch is going to be? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but this one, oh my goodness, biggest news, definitely from my perspective at least, JT Daniels. Yeah. Talk getting a lot of traction actually about Oregon State. It makes sense. I thought a name I was throwing around was Keaton Slovis for Oregon State yeah. early on in the cycle. And I think they're actually obviously both former USC quarterbacks. Very comparable. I could totally see that happening. I don't see where else in the country other than like maybe an ASU where JT Daniels could just walk in, be the starting quarterback, and have a chance to win some football games. So, yeah. And by all accounts, it sounds like he liked Oregon State. Yeah. And, and like... I think you said he was studying the offense already. Yes, there was a he he had an opportunity to go do a promotional shoot or a recruiting visit shoot or whatever they call mm -hmm. it, a transfer visit, and he he skipped it so he could go st study the Oregon State playbook. That's so, so either cool. he's about I, to spy on us and go to the Ducks. I bet he no. I bet he go. I honestly think I bet he goes to Oregon State. His I bet he team, does. I think he's visiting like Missouri, Missouri. and West Virginia. Yep. Or his other okay, West Virginia I could see too, but yeah. I think. Oregon State would be the front runner in my opinion, considering he's from the West Coast. Kind of a chance to come back to the Pac-12. I, I like it. Good move for the Beavs if they can make it happen. It'd be awesome. But I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on that, because that's your team, man. Would you want him there? Uh, I would. I would want him there, and I don't actually know if he would start, because you have, obviously he would be the most talented quarterback that we would have on the roster. He's a right. former five-star, I think, literally five-star yeah. quarterback. Number one quarterback in his class, I yeah, believe. Yeah, literally number one quarterback in his class. He'd be one of the most talented quarterbacks we've had since Sean Mannion, and, or maybe even Jonathan Smith himself. But uh, Tristan Jebbia is a decent quarterback. And he's literally vying for the job with Chance Nolan again this year, even though Chance Nolan was great. At one point, he was balling like the best quarterback in the Pac-12. Right. Chance Nolan is already familiar with the offense. He's already ingrained. And he kind of is already rooted in as the starter, I think. But I would want JT Daniels there so he doesn't get complacent. Because I don't know how hard Tristan Jebbia is going to push Nolan. So I, I would take JT Daniels any day. And I trust Jonathan Smith to start the right guy, even though last year we started the wrong guy in Sam Neuer. And we lost to Purdue because of it. And then Nolan came in late and threw like a few touchdown passes to get us in it. But I, I would love it. I would love it. It's, it's never a bad problem to have too many quarterbacks. Yeah, I forgot about Tristan Jebbio. Did he start any games last year? Uh, there may have been one or two he started because Nolan was injured. Um, but I, I think Nolan was the, he was the sure starter every time right. he was healthy. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind Daniels is an upgrade over Chance Nolan, oh, in yeah. my opinion. Yes. I mean, I, Nolan is just too inconsistent. In I would my agree. Opinion. I would agree. I'd say JT Daniels is definitely a 100% an upgrade, and in the right conditions, most conditions, he would start and uproot Chance Nolan. However, 
I'm not saying he would come in and instantly get the job. I think that Jonathan Smith is a smart coach. He would make him work for it. I would probably take JT Daniels over Chance Nolan, but I want to see JT Daniels earn that first, especially considering he lost it to Stetson Bennett, a walk-on at Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely not taking anything for granted in that sense. And this kind of reminds me, if they do get Daniels, um, kind of reminds me a few years ago when ASU had Manny Wilkins as an incumbent. They get Blake Barnett, who was at Alabama. He was a five-star recruit. Yeah. He was a big deal. Not as accomplished as JT Daniels. Like JT Daniels has played in college games and he's won college games at Georgia and at USC. And Blake Barnett, similar situation. And everyone thought Barnett was going to waltz in and uproot Manny Wilkins. Manny Wilkins actually beat out Blake Barnett. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think it made Manny Wilkins better too. So, exactly. you know, I, if, if they, like you mentioned, if they get JT, I, I certainly think it's a win win. You either have the better quarterback start or you, you know, make Wait. Chance Nolan even better. I don't know if you have it on the rundown, but for ASU, do you guys think that we're going to pursue, you know, more quarterbacks in the transfer portal, or we're just going to stay complacent with what we've got through spring ball? Yeah, I think I think it's it's rough. I think that what ASU strategy has to be right now, because I think we've already gotten pretty much what we could get out of the transfer portal. And we did a pretty decent job. With yeah. Um, Top four. Silva, Corey Bethley. Silva. Yeah, Nesta Jade Silvera, Corey Bethley, Jose. Yeah. Xavier Valaday. We got some some great pickups. Um, I think we pretty much maximized our potential because a lot more stuff is coming out about ASU and mm-hmm. anyone who's not already in is that I think focusing on the guys we have like Paul Tyson and I, I don't know Trenton Boragay. I see that the other <laughs> guy. But I think I think Paul Tyson's got to be the guy that you go yeah. with, and you can't bank on getting another transfer quarterback. Do I think that should prevent them from pursuing other ones? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a waste of, of energy because I don't even know who's left in the portal because Daniels was... I mean, probably. he's really the best option right it was now. Probably yeah. the, the best option as an upgrade from Paul Tyson. Right. And now yeah. it looks like he's narrowed it down to three, which is West well. Virginia Paul Virginia. Tyson was the backup at Alabama. It's not like this guy was the fourth string. Yeah. I mean, he was backing up Bryce Young. If and Bryce he's, Young was ever hurt, he was in. Yeah. Right, and he's been in that system for a couple years now. So they're getting a pretty good guy coming in. He just he just doesn't have much experience. At what so. point do players have uh, like is it like June, July? When is it that you can't transfer anymore? Like, because I'm trying to think like if J T. Dan- Daniels goes to Oregon State, right? Yeah. And then okay, maybe Nolan or Jebia say I'm out. It's it's literally I think because they're this is one of the things they're talking about. They need guardrails in the transfer portal. Literally, you can transfer up until the moment classes start. I think because because yeah. it's a it's like a college commitment. It's not like an NFL contract. You can just decide to go to another college, and now the new eligibility rules allow you to just go play football. But on the other hand of things, JT Daniels, for example, he's missing out on a lot of like this spring training stuff. Or right. Whatever season we're in, yeah, spring. Um, <laughs> spring, like spring practice. Practices yeah. and stuff. And that's going to potentially hurt his stock as a starter on the mm-hmm. roster. Right. And so that's, at that point, it's just, you know, the coach's decision. Like, uh, is this, did he miss too much? Yeah. But just to, to go back to kind of the initial talking point, um, I mean, do you guys have anything else to say? I mean, Borgay, I mean, he's a walk-on. Not anymore, but he was initially. And that can work out sometimes, even though Paul Tyson might have all the tangible advantages over a Borgay. You know, 
when Jaden Daniels I've never seen anything from Borgay. Well, well, but when Jaden Daniels transferred, all the players on Twitter were kind of rallying around. Or when did I say? Yeah, when Daniels transferred, all the players started rallying around Borgay, and that was after Paul Tyson committed to ASU. So, so there's that something. right. So there's that leadership element, you know, because I think what ASU needs right now more than anything is a leader. And sometimes they didn't have that with Jaden Daniels, as talented as he was. He wasn't your fiery, emotional leader, you know. When he, True. and we kind of talked about it throughout the entire season. Just sometimes didn't seem like he was all that invested. What was happening through an interception, kind of like shrugged his shoulders, was whatever. Yeah. So I think between. Tyson and Borgay, I think they'll stick with those two options. They won't get anyone else in the portal because they need someone who's kind of been in the system, like you guys mentioned, and is going to get the most out of his uh, his teammates. Yeah, I think uh, obviously it's you know it's going to be a quarterback battle. We talked about a lot of the quarterback battles that are going to be going on, but it's just another one to throw into the mix. Who's uh, the Hawaii quarterback this year? Lord knows. Lord knows. <laughs> oh, why don't you look that up? Let's see. Um, I Cameron Cooper? can't remember. Is it Jameer Gibbs? Uh, I'm trying to find his name, but uh, f- former, I think it is Jameer Big Gibbs. Um, yeah. Former four-star running back commits to Oregon State from Georgia Tech. Wait. It, it, it might have been Jameer Gibbs then. Who is it? Who is it? It was on Twitter the other day. I thought Jameer Gibbs went to like Bama or something. Or it might have been. It might have been Bama. Hold on, let me find the guy. There is a former four-star running back for Georgia Tech that committed to Oregon State. Yeah, Gibbs is at Bama. Let me see if I can find it. Reddit College Football tweeted it out. I know that much. I'm just gonna add this about the transfer portal. <clears throat> We've talked about yeah the group of five being a farm system for the Power Five. Have we talked about other Power Fives now just being a farm system for the SEC? Have you guys noticed that? I mean, I just feel like, you know, you see Jaden Daniels. Who was it? Jackson Dart, who just went to Ole Miss. Yeah. And you're seeing, you know, Jameer Gibbs go to the SEC. It just feels like the gap is widening even more as a result. It does feel like it does feel like a lot of talent is getting attracted, but but USC then again USC and Oklahoma were like top of the transfer portal. That's true. So it does seem like a lot of um, the other teams on the other side of the country are at least benefiting a little bit, a little bit. I'm trying to find two four seven sports portal. I'll, I'll try to find it later. But uh, Oregon State landed a four star, former four star running back in the transfer portal, which is pretty good considering they hadn't had much success in the transfer portal. Oh, it, this is it. it was Jamie's Griffin, form, former four-star Jamie's Griffin, transferred from Georgia Tech. I finally found. So you got the initials right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. I just wanted to answer that Hawaii quarterback question. So last yeah. year we we still have Braden Shager, who was the backup last year, mm. not mobile. He technically was the quarterback in that game where Hawaii beat what was it, 19th ranked Fresno State at the time. But that was just due to Hawaii defense forcing, I believe, six turnovers in that game. Mm. And then, like Hayden mentioned, Cameron Cooper, the Washington State backup who transferred. That's probably the two quarterbacks that we're looking at, but we do have five others that I've never heard of (laughs) on the roster. Well, you know, there's always next year, Colt. No, it's this year. (laughs) All I'm thinking about is Vanderbilt. I know. Actually, I heard you guys talked about Vanderbilt a little bit and about how they they could be a potentially scary opponent for Hawaii. It, it is scary. Yeah. It's all scary. It, it is. New Mexico State is scary. Western Kentucky is scary. Yeah. You know who's not scary? Michigan. We're not afraid of those guys. We'll take track, them in the big house. Game. Hey, Oregon State went in the big house under um, 
Gary Anderson, and we were up 7-3 at the end of, like, midway through the second quarter, actually. We ended up losing, like, 56-7, to but... Oh. <laughs> yeah, 2016, Hawaii went to the big house, lost uh, 63-3. to Okay, well, yeah. it can't be worse than that, right? Can be, right? Yeah. yeah. Be. Um, 60 points. But yeah, anyways, last week with, uh, with the old boss dog, you guys talked about the South out-of-conference schedules. And so let's look the other way. Let's talk about the North. Colt's got a update for us before we get into that from the college basketball sphere. Okay, so Arkansas up 54-51 to 51 on Vermont right now. Uh, Nobody wants that. That's not fun. We want the upsets here. Okay, we got Akron still up 32-31 on UCLA. 15 minutes left in the second half. San Fran up on Murray State 37-36. That's going to be a nice game to watch when we get wrapped up with this. And Remy Martin in Kansas up by 22 now on Texas Southern still in the first half. Looks like Remy Martin's the leading scorer. Go Devils. We'll take all the exposure. Yeah. Living vicariously through our transfers. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Maybe yeah. something we have to do for a little bit here. But let's talk about the North. We the North. And we're, we're going to go alphabetically here. So we'll start with California. And it's been a team that I feel like has been on every end of the spectrum for talking about season expectations. What's the games, bud? What's here the games? Are the games. First, we've got opening week of the season. They host the UC Davis Aggies. Following season, they are the following, following season. Yeah. Damn. Following, following week, yeah, they only play one game. Okay. <laughs> following week, they are going to host the UNLV Running Rebels, and then a week from then, three straight weeks out of conference games, they're going to go on the road to play the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So, what's their record in these three games, and why this one could be pretty straightforward? Yeah, pretty straightforward. Two and one. Um. Cal probably, it's like a very similar to ASU. It's a non-conference schedule where ASU has the FCS, the Mountain West, or a group of five, and then a really tough road non-conference game. So two and one for Cal, UC Davis and UNLV, easy wins. Those aren't even good teams in their respective um conferences and then of course Notre Dame on the road is one of the toughest wins to get in the country so true yeah and honestly I think Notre Dame's going to be good next year I think mm-hmm. they could actually break the Brian Kelly curse and, and actually you know do some things but two and one I think is obviously the one you got to go with yep. I think UC Davis beat a Pac-12 team recently didn't they or maybe it was just a D1 team or an FBS team that they beat Maybe like, maybe like UNLV or something. Yeah, but uh, also UNLV has been bad. They've been FCS yeah. bad for the past, uh, I think, the entire history of UNLV football, actually. Yeah. Damn. So I, I think it'll be a 2-1. Something interesting is Cole looks up the UC Davis stat to see if... I'm trying to. See if they did it. Come on, Cronkite so Wi-Fi. Sh- we need interns, man. I know, right? Uh, can we get someone across in the booth, an intern of some sort? Something interesting, I think. UC Davis, UNLV, they play Notre Dame. That's probably an L. But then Arizona and Washington State are the next two games. Then they have a bye and then Colorado, meaning they could have like five. They could be five and one. Very, like they'd be favored to be five and one. But in very typical Cal fashion. Oh, right. exactly. Hot and then, start, and then they just absolutely tank the rest of the season. Washington, which could be a win, but then Oregon, USC, Oregon State, UCLA, and four of those next five. Good luck. Yeah. So UC Davis beat Tulsa 19 to 17 last year. That was the one I was thinking of. So they did have a D1. So they're not bad. They also beat Stanford in 2005. That was, okay, that was not the one I was thinking of. (laughs) Um, But let's jump to the next squad. We've got the Oregon Ducks, new head coach Dan Lanning, new quarterback Bo Nix. It's going to be a very different looking Oregon squad. 
Week one, they're going to play in Atlanta, Georgia, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium against the Georgia Bulldogs, which I believe is technically a neutral site game, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's effectively a road game. Yeah, though. and then they're going to play, they're going to host to the Eastern Washington Eagles oh. before hosting the BYU. Oh. Uh, two and one. One and two. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go say two and one, and I think that's because the Ducks normally fare pretty well against mediocre to good competition out of conference. However, against great competition, they tend to falter in those bigger games. Except and for last year. That is true. Yep. That's true. That was the exception. Bo Nix does provide that edge, but I don't think he's getting Georgia. Georgia is going to be yeah. coming fresh off a national championship. And yes, Dan Lanning kind of knows a little bit of Georgia. It's going to be interesting, but I think 2-1 and one is, is probably the way to look there. BYU is the Pac-12 killers, but they didn't play the Ducks last year. They right. didn't play any of the top three Pac-12. Ah, they did beat and they're not hiding behind, you know, playing at home True. at 8.30 at night. Exactly. You know, so. How they how they got ASU yeah. out of there. So that's, you know, 2-1 and one for the Ducks. That's not bad. Um, looking at their schedule, it looks like... Uh, Next few games after that are Washington State, Stanford, Arizona. So, pretty Again. soft start. Pretty soft start for the Ducks. Next up, we have Oregon State. Oregon State, we've we've talked about this out-of-conference schedule a little bit. It's It could be brutal. Could be good. Host Boise State to open the season. Hmm. Interesting game against the Broncos. Road game against Fresno State. And then host the FCS runner-up Montana State. Oh, man. You guys could genuinely go 0-3. 0-3 or 3-0. Exactly. I, it, this could go any way. I'll have to go with 2-1. I mean, that's just the safe bet. They're good enough to sweep this this slate. I mean, they're better. Oregon State is better than all three yeah. of those teams. I think, honestly, the easiest game on this is Fresno State heading into next year. Fresno State, they did retain Jake Hayner, but... Yeah. They had a coaching change. Granted, they brought back Jeff Tedford, so that's kind of something. Boise State is always tough, but I think I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Montana State's Actually, sketchy. It looks like Montana State is literally a neutral site game. What? Providence Park, Portland, Oregon. Oh God. That is not Corvallis, so we don't even get them. In, in <laughs> that's uh, State. I'm going 0 and 3. Is that, were the Timbers <laughs> player? Who scheduled that? I think it might be. It has to be because I don't know any other stadiums. Probably They're playing at Portland away. State for a game. <laughs> but correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Oregon State often loses the, the their play. their season openers. I remember they lost last year. They lost the previous yeah. year, I think, to or Oklahoma State. Well, I feel like the Gary Anderson area you can't factor in. But when That's Oregon true. State is good, we do lose our opening games, especially to Mountain West teams. I'm going to say one and two because I, wow. think, I think we lose to Boise State and then... Gosh, neutral side game against Montana State, that's I think, I, but what I like about it is that's the third game. So you, it, these it FCS teams are sketchy when you play them first. When you get two other games before them, they're tuned up. This is why I think U of A will beat North Dakota State, and this is why I think Oregon State is not going to have a problem with Montana State. But what if, like, JT Daniels goes there, there's a lot of hype, you guys just changed around your stadium, Three, and then you guys go 0-2, and, and then you play Montana State at a neutral site? I don't know. I feel you could lose that game because the momentum's dead. I I feel like we're we're gonna get one out of those at least. I don't I don't want to say I don't know. I but feel you, like <laughs> you have to look so at culture scary. too. Like Jonathan we Smith do, has a do. great culture at I, Oregon State. I do think we have a great culture. However, these Mountain West teams are just too sneaky, and I don't know what talent Montana State is gonna have. 
Um, I do think we'll beat Montana State, mm -hmm. like most likely, but I just I just be, have a bad feeling. But I do think we'll bounce back strong in conference play, and I do think we will ultimately have a good season, which is you know kind of the narrative I've been pushing this year. But six and six, <laughs> brutal. I hope not. I mean, I'll still take it better than the Gary Anderson era. But next up, we have the Washington Huskies, who hey. not a lot of optimism in this season. No, sir. They're going to host Kent State. They're going to host Portland State. And then they're going to go on the road to play Michigan State. All the states. Two and one, but that's just because they played bad schools to start out. Yeah. I've got a hot take. Three and oh. Wow. I am, I am not a believer in Washington, though. I think Washington will probably be like six and six next year. Beats Mel Tucker? Yeah. I just for some reason I feel like they pull the rabbit out of the hat. They get two easy tune up gains in Kent and Portland. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna double down. Yeah. I say three and zero, oh, and, and it's a home game. I think it's because it's a home game. Probably gonna be a night game. It's gonna be Michigan State traveling halfway across yep. the country for a night oh, game. It's brutal Seattle. travel. Yeah, no matter how bad Washington is, whenever they get somebody for a night game in that side of the country, that's going to be... Who does Michigan State play before and after that game? So, Michigan State, I got their schedule right here. Thank and like, you. You know, new Akron, excitement with the new Akron coach. They play the week before, they play Minnesota the week after. So, nothing too intense is going to make them overlook or, okay. or look around this game. But I do think it's a big trap game, and I do think they might get Michigan State. But at the same time, I think Michigan State's not going to be as good next year as they were this year. Right. It um, Again, I hate to keep going back to the ASU references, but that's what I have to go off of. Yeah. I take back, I go back to 2018, first year of Herm Edwards. Michigan State is coming off a 10 win season. True. They come into Tempe as a top 20 team and they lose to ASU. That was very fun. When a lot of people didn't even see ASU as a bowl team that year. So it just, again, the parallels jump out to me. And, uh,. Yeah, I, I could honestly see the Huskies getting it done. Yeah, so it looks like a common theme in the Pac-12 North this year is uh, they're playing these out-of-conference teams' first three games of the uh, season. Makes it very simple for the schedule makers. Uh, Washington State's got a similar-looking schedule. Goes Idaho, then they go at Wisconsin, but then they host Colorado State. Two and one, straightforward. Mm, I'm gonna go one and two. Colorado Whoa. State just got Norvell. Yeah, that whole staff. Nevada was good. I'd say Ooh, one that's and two true. as well. I, I, wow. I see them being Idaho. Although even Idaho, even under Mike Leach when they were good, I mean Idaho is probably terrible. But even under Mike Leach when they were good, they would lose to FCS squads. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. They would just do that, and I, I just know one Pac-12 team or two Pac-12 teams are gonna find a way to do that because yeah. I feel like it happens more. Often. It, it does, and it will than not but it, that's, that says more about how good the FCS teams are getting than how bad the Pac-12 right I think that's what and again I, I just hate to be that guy but I'm not a f I don't know if I see the Jake Dickert hire being great for them in the long run it just seemed like yeah. kind of a the, the I'll call it the reactive stability hire I just feel like rarely works out it didn't work for Washington and I, you know, I'm not thinking of other schools. Really, it didn't work for USC when, yeah. when they kept Clay Helton on. So, and, and Delora's gone now too. Well, yeah, we that's true. Mentioned that, didn't we? <laughs> right. Well, it, it is. <laughs> what, what month is it? Month is it? What month is it? It oh, is March. Stanford. Did we forget? Stanford? We forgot Stanford. We'll oh, just rapid I, fire right, it. I, I skipped over them. Well, I'll, I'll just list it off. Colgate at Notre Dame. BYU. Well, if it was March Madness, they would go one and two. And that's same for one, football. One and two. Yeah. One and two. I mean, I... Just irrelevant, man. 
They've I, really fallen they're off. They're not beating Notre Dame. They aren't. No. I, I yeah, BYU is also the Pac-12 killers. Maybe they get BYU. Maybe they go 2-1. But that's just my faith in David Shaw speaking. David Shaw has not had a good team. No. But they have recruited well as they of have, late. They have. They, they've improved the recruiting. I can't believe I skipped over State. Well, actually, I can't believe that. They're pretty... Forgettable. Right now. Arkansas is up by... Uh, now uh, now they're up by nine they're putting with away four minutes left. It's unfortunate. Hate to see it. But, yeah, let's go. Let's go to the March Madness corner. A uh, few games going on right now. We'll start with the actual Woo! March Madness. Um... Cole, what surprised you the most so far from this bracket? Um, St. Peter's Peacocks. What an amazing upset. Um, earlier today, that was so insane. Also, Iowa won the Big Ten tournament and then lost to Richmond today. I did not see that coming they at say, all. They say you should never bet on the team that wins the Big Ten tournament because they're always so exhausted from having to go through that gauntlet of a Big 12 tournament mm. uh, or Big Ten tournament. It does not bode well for Virginia Tech, who just won the ACC tournament. Right. They might be pretty gassed in their game coming tomorrow. Uh ASU's head coach, Bobby Hurley, his brother, Dan Hurley, they lost uh, to New Mexico State today. He coaches at UConn. That's his brother? Yes. That's yeah. Hilarious. And so... Um, I watched him get ejected earlier. Bobby Hurley Jr., I don't know if you guys saw this package that aired on Cronkite News today at 5.30. Subtle plug. But um, Bobby Hurley Jr. is on the team at ASU, playing for his dad, Bobby Hurley. Yeah. Dan Hurley's son also plays at UConn for his dad, Dan Hurley. Wow. Now, his son's name is not Dan Hurley Jr., though. They're not. Oh, dang. Well, that's unfortunate. That was... It would have... Could have been perfect. Are we going to talk about how UConn, New Mexico State, and football would not be, like, <laughs> the most exciting game it of the year? the worst Wait, game. did that happen this past year? It no, it was it was UConn-UMass. Yeah. UConn that was... Had a, and the UConn-Yale, I think, was another terrible mm-hmm. one. They had a few just... Oh, just yeah. god awful games. Hey, Arizona-Wright State in football. That would have been close this year. True. If Wright State has a football team. If they do, and, and even if they it's name the division, they could probably give U of A a run. Yep. <laughs> Anything. Uh, but, I mean, with the games that have gone thus far, and Hayden, I know you didn't get a fill out of bracket yet, but who do you guys see making a run at the Final Four after what you've seen? Hmm. That's what I've seen, man. St. Peter's. The Cinderella story. I mean, come on. I, so I had Longwood, you know, in some brackets making it all the way. Maybe that's just because I wanted Longwood to yeah. to extend their tournament I, I run. I'm in my Final Four, so I'm, I'm down bad right now. I can see Michigan going on a little run. They've got they've got a weird chip on their shoulder. Yeah. That whole Joan Howard business. Loyola Chicago, you always got to see what they do. True. They're just, you know, one of those. Tensi. Right. I do think I, I'm losing faith in UCLA right now. They're struggling versus Akron. They're right. down 38-37. St. Mary's looked really good today. They blew out Indiana, which I did not think was going to happen. I thought Indiana was going to end up winning that game. Honestly, the team that's in the most trouble, it looks like right now, at least top seed, Gonzaga. Yes. Gonzaga struggled for three quarters of a game versus Georgia State, Ooh. and their opponent next week, Memphis, came out hot. Yep. That and, could be a sketchy Yeah, and Memphis game. has got talent. Memphis has a lot of NBA talent on their roster. I'm not – I really don't want to talk about U of A. But they're good, uh, but they're man. They're so freaking good. I think they'll 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 get into the final four. My my guess is they lose tomorrow by forty. <laughs> no way. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm here for it. Don't sleep on Wright State. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, what about Illinois? Is Illinois any good? I know some they're people. They still got um. <laughs> but yeah, they're in the Big Ten, like you mentioned. So exactly, Big Ten. 
But they did lose in the first round, so they're not burnt out by the tournament. Right. That's also a bad sign when you lose in the yeah. first round. So, yeah. Is there a chance Coburn plays the Peacocks anytime soon? No. Damn. Uh, but yeah, that's that's real uh, NCAA tournament. But uh, if you guys you know follow us on Instagram, you probably saw we made a little um, college football sixty-four team March Madness bracket. And oh. so uh, you know what I thought we'd do here today, guys, is uh, in honor of the St. Patrick's Day and St. Patrick's Day, um, we might do the first round, and, and after we do the first round, we'll see how much time we have left. Maybe we'll do the second round too, and we'll get all right. Let's let's get at it. Sweet sixteen on the St. Patrick's Day. Um, so these are college football games. So these are college football games seeded based on their final end of season FPI by the FPI, <laughs> the Football Power Index. Um, however, certain conference champions, such as NIU, um, I think. Uh, what was the other one? NIU, UTSA, and Utah State were pretty severely underseeded, and so I decided to reward them for winning their conference championship. They got boosted a little, but uh, we'll go through each Fair game, enough. a little preview, talk about some of the stakes, maybe some of the big players involved, and then um, we'll we'll make a vote on on who we think should advance. Let's do it, and, and you know we'll see what happens. Um, so we're we'll just going to rapid fire this thing or what? I mean, I guess, man. All right. Let's do it, man. So we'll start with the East region. So it's got to be like a 2v1 vote here. Yes. Okay, yeah, let's I mean, do it. I'm trying to figure out, like, what's some way we could add a level of variability to this? <laughs> like, like you know, where where if even if it's true that a team would win. Actually, we'll, we'll just go based off of the vibes. I think I think this will work. I want to hear the one versus right. 16. Yeah, let's go. go Tyler, Colt. And then Hayden. I'll go last. I'll be the tiebreaker. Okay, here we go. We'll start in the East region where we have number one seeded Georgia Bulldogs versus number 16 seeded Army. Okay, wait. Here we are. The triple option, though, can get any team. I mean, remember Michigan was sweating a couple years ago when they played Army? They almost beat Oklahoma one time. Army's a scary first-round matchup for anybody. I think, honestly, this game is close at the end of the first half. Yep. However, I think Georgia wraps it up with their talent by the end of the game. I think Georgia is getting I mean, did you see how high-scoring the Army-Wake Forest game was this past year? Yeah. It was. It was. Army's not a bad team at all. Them at a 16 seed is terrifying, but Georgia, I think, just gets the win. Yeah. If they played anybody else, though, in that first round, if it wasn't Georgia-Bama... Even we, Michigan is a one seed. Ohio yeah. State, those are, but I just Georgia's too. Yeah, good. I think Georgia gets the win. Georgia with the sweep there. Uh, next game we've got the eight nine matchup. Winner of this game will play Georgia. It is eight seeded Oregon Ducks. What just happened? Akron just hit a three. They're up by four on UCLA. Up by five. I can't do math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty insane actually. Uh, next game we've got Wait, do we eight. specify this is the East region? Yes, yes okay, it's cool. the East region. Um, next we have eight Oregon State versus nine Mississippi State. Oregon State or Oregon? Oregon, 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 Oregon the State. Ducks here. Um it's it's a, oh yeah, pull it up for, for Colt so Colt can get a visual there. But uh, this is a good game. Yeah. It's a tough first round matchup. I would pick the Ducks. Actually, no, they ended their season. Okay, I would pick the Ducks because both teams ended their seasons horribly, but I think the Ducks' talent, at least, would would just get them over the edge. Ducks beat Ohio State last year. Yeah. True. True. I'm taking the Ducks. Ducks. Ducks get the win. Next, we have 
four-seeded NC State versus 13-seeded Nebraska. Cornhuskers <laughs> FBI will the them. three and nine Into Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yeah, pretty out of pocket. They were in like five of those nine games yeah. they lost, though. Yeah. yeah, they were basically in every game. Honestly, <laughs> I'm. I think. I think if they could upset anyone, I think Nebraska could get the win here. Uh, is 2 a.m. still there? 2 a.m. is still there. I'm taking 2 a.m. <laughs> All right. Nebraska has upset Devin Leary and NC State. Who's projected like a top 15 team this year. I know, Hayden. What, what are you I, I would have taken NC State, but majority wins. Majority wins. I could see it. I could see where you guys are coming from. Next up, the 5-12. Winner gets to play the Cinderella Nebraska Cornhuskers. We've got Penn State. Oh, there's only a minute and a half left in the Arkansas Vermont game. Yeah. Last chance for Vermont. Arkansas up by six. Vermont, top of the key. Passes around. Play by play practice <laughs> over here. Be the color commentator. Oh, it looks like it was out of. <laughs> you, you, you was watching any good movies recently, Hayden? <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, we've got five seeded Penn State while well, there's a dead ball versus 12 seeded Northern Illinois. My mom's calling me. <laughs> Why's your mom calling? What's going She's like, well, yeah, why aren't you listening to the show, Mom? That's Come actually, on, man. It's ridiculous. I got Penn State in this one. I would also take Penn State. I think NIU's a good team, but, you know, Nittany Lions talent probably is going to shine through here. Penn State for me Penn as well. Penn State win. Next up, three-seeded Iowa State versus the 14-seeded Central Florida. So yes, I'm going to say Dylan Gabriel is the starter. He doesn't get hurt. Dylan Gabriel beats Iowa State. I say Iowa State wins because of Brock Purdy and Brees Hall. I got Iowa State. But Brock Purdy's not Hawaiian. Iowa State <laughs> and Colts Hawaiian uh, darling is gone. Down! Six-seeded Arkansas versus 11-seeded Southern Methodist. That's actually a decent game. I think Tanner Mordecai and SMU pull this one out. I actually wow. genuinely think this is an upset that's going to happen. I've got the 11 seed going through. I got Arkansas. <laughs> that's where, that's where <laughs> I'm at. <laughs> yeah, like, that's where I'm at, too. I mean, it's Sam just, uh, it's, uh, yeah. If this was any other eight, and f- I mean, I think SMU would beat probably uh, anybody under nine and three and any other conference, but Arkansas's SEC, they looked really good this year. I got to go with the Razorbacks. Dang, that hurts. All right. Uh, Only one upset in this bracket so far with Nebraska. Next up, we have Purdue versus BYU. This is an intriguing game. A 7-10 matchup. It is an intriguing game. Uh, Ticket to play, potentially Clemson on the line here. I, I would go with, it is tough. BYU was really good. But also, Purdue also has a Pac-12 win over Oregon State. That was pretty convincing. Yeah. Because of that, I, I'm going to go with Purdue. Actually, I'm going to switch that. I'm going to go with BYU because I think BYU or Purdue plays to the level of their opponent. And I think when BYU has gets the team to play to the level of them, they have the edge because they have like a weird. But, yeah, but BYU plays up too because BYU beat ASU and a yeah. couple other good so teams. I, I think BYU actually wins. I give BYU this. BYU surprised me last season. I thought they were going to regress from the previous year not having Zach Wilson and a lot of those guys, but they were still a really great team. I think they finished in the top 25, right? Yeah, they did. And so, yeah, I've got BYU winning that one. All right. Yeah, my, for my first upset in this bracket, I got BYU. Okay, BYU gets through. Next up, we have two-seeded Clemson versus 15-seeded Liberty. Ooh. That's interesting, man. Malik Willis. I mean, he's going to put you in any game. And is it the first five weeks of Clemson or the last, like, ten it's, weeks it's, of this Clemson? Could, this could be a monumental 
upset that I could absolutely see happening. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Clemson. I'm going to go with Clemson simply because I think Liberty's defense does not. I mean, Clemson's offense is horrible. Yeah. It's horrid. But I just don't think their offense, Liberty's yeah. offense, could get anything going. And their defense is just a little bit worse than Clemson's is bad. They did lose to Louisiana Monroe this year, Liberty. It was bad. But they did have some solid wins. They're still a good team. Right. If this game was in week three, then I got Liberty. But considering that this is a postseason tournament, yeah. I've got Clemson winning this. They finished strong last they year. Did. They did. I, I really wanted to root for Liberty, but I think you guys kind of talked me back into some sense here. So I'll, I'll go with Clemson as well. All right. First round decided in the East region. Does Hawaii make this at all? Oh, unfortunately, Colton, no. Hawaii. Come on, man. The NIT, though. There's always Yo, that. we need an NIT. <laughs> <All right. laughs> let, me, let me look up what the F, where Hawaii was in the FBI. Come on. Do we... If, Oh, we're going to be in like the CBI or the CIT. <laughs> Wait, hold on. If I go to resume, it'll tell me by numbers. Here we go, Colt. The answer is Hawaii would need the tournament field to expand. Vermont just cut it to four. Vermont cut it to four. With said. a minute to go. Before we jump into the... Where is Hawaii? Why can't I find them? Colt, what's going on here? I don't know. What's going on? Hayden, I need a play-by-play on Arkansas-Vermont right now. Oh, boy. Arkansas... <laughs> Trying to run out the clock. 46 seconds. Second, Colt. 102nd. Second. How many teams travel. in? They call the travel. So what? Side. There's 32 teams in the NIT, I believe. So, Plus the 68. What is that? So Colt, you 100. Need, We'd miss the NIT. Cole, you would need the tournament field to double, and then you could get like a. We wouldn't make the NIT, budge. A 26. We're, we're two spots short of the NIT. We would make the the CBI. Which is actually, you have the 85th best. Average, what is this? Average, it's ABG, WP, I don't know what that is. What are you talking about? Average wind power, maybe? Is that You're just saying letters at this point. I don't know. I'm trying to find a way to rationalize. The ABCDEFG. (laughs) They're not going to be in. But, uh, insane finish over there. But, uh, let's go to the West. West region. Uh, see if we can get through this. We'll probably be able to get through the first round, it looks like, and then, and then probably call it. Call it a show. Yeah. Uh, but we've got Michigan versus Washington. We already saw this in the regular season. Yes, we did. Saw everything I needed to see. Got saw it. Roman Wilson. Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. Uh, eight seed Appalachian State versus mm. nine seeded Florida. Toss <sighs> up. I think because of how pathetic Florida looked, including just some bad, bad, bad losses to Missouri, UCF. Yeah, I think. I think App State pulls this one out. They got more of a chip on their shoulder. I'm going little guy. App State. Sweet. Which is actually not even the little guy. They're the eight seed in this. True. Yeah. They're the favorite. Eight. I'm, yep. I'm taking the eight seed. Behind it. Uh, we've got Wisconsin, four seed versus a team that had a slightly down year compared to what they're used to. Uh, 13 seeded Coastal Carolina. Shot to oh, The Badgers are just really good. They were, they were really uh, technically sound football team we saw however they should have right and they really should have blown out asu in the vegas bowl and they didn't asu hung around with just an absolutely depleted roster i could see an upset i i think that a second 13 seed gets through here i got coastal i got coastal swinging i grayson mccall is my boy so i i go coastal they got the veer wisconsin has a terrible offense graham mertz looked awful i think coastal does it too all right. Coastal's oh, yeah. in. I, I've been high on Wisconsin, but that's for next year. This is about this last year. I think Coastal uh, pulls the stunner. There we go. Okay, this next matchup, we've got five-seeded Auburn versus 12-seeded 
Oregon State. Hammer is, Oregon how State. How is this not flipped? I do not know. Unbelievable. I just went off, just went off of FPI. Hammer Oregon uh, State. Yeah. The SEC Beefs. bias is real in this. In this uh, Auburn, ridiculously high rated. But yeah, I, unironically, I believe Oregon State would win if these two Handily. Handily. Um, at a neutral site, maybe it'll be a little more interesting. I think in, in Jordan Hare, I think Oregon State loses. But in, in Corvallis, we dominate. Neutral site, I say we win most of the time. Yeah. This is a neutral site. I think Oregon State. Win. Let's go. Go Beavs. All right, next up, we've got Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Pittsburgh Panthers versus West Virginia. The alliteration on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Pit. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, 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 West Virginia doesn't have anything to write home about. They you're right. They're they're like weirdly they were they weren't they're usually a fun team. They weren't that fun this year. They were like they, they were just like average. What they, they were they six and six? Uh, they might have five been, and seven maybe. They, they made a bowl game I think. Okay. But they, no, actually they may have missed. They weren't. They, yeah, nothing to nothing crazy about West Virginia this year. I got Pit too. Uh, next up, we've got what's going on. Let's call you. We got a quadruple box going on. Arkansas up by four on Vermont. Akron's got a five-point lead on UCLA. Kansas up by like fifteen thousand on Texas Southern, and right. the San Francisco Murray State game is only a three-point game. Wow! Excitement in March. We got seven minutes, boys. Here we go. Yep, uh, six-seeded uh, Texas Longhorns versus the eleven-seeded North Carolina Tar Heels. Carolina. Yeah, Texas North lost to Kansas how, last how year. How is Texas a six seed? It's I don't know. Oh man, FPI bias. FPI is sucks. Real, but yeah, another upset win. Also, I, better I coach. Like three upsets in this bracket so far with North Carolina winning. We're not done. And it's Mac Brown's return game against yes. Texas. Oh my gosh! Game. Next up, we have seven Kentucky versus ten seeded Houston. Kentucky, I thought <laughs> I thought Kentucky had a Mickey Mouse schedule this year. I've got Houston. I've got wow. Houston to win. I think Clayton Tune and company are going to pull together. Yeah. I've got Houston. I got Houston as well. Daniel okay. Houston, great coach. I, I would go Kentucky, but again, I can respect the upsets. Wow. So we one, two, three, four. No, no, yeah, four upsets in this bracket, and then we have Oklahoma versus Fresno State. Uh, no, nah, not much. Not happening Fresno there. Um, they were good, a pretty good team at a certain point this year. Until maybe they lost early, to Maybe early in the season. <laughs> maybe early in last season, but this could have been a game. Was early in the season too. So. That's true. But yeah. Interesting uh, couple of games there. That that was a good bracket. The West region will be fun to do in those later rounds. Looks like we're only going to get through the first round today, but definitely yeah. those later rounds will be fun. Oh, my God. Uh, Three-point game in the Arkansas-Vermont game. They're fouling them. They're fouling them, so it's slow. Uh, South region, we've got one-seeded Alabama versus 16 UAB. I commented UAB would give Bama a game here. But, but it's, Bama. It's, it's Bama. Bama. It is yeah. Bama. Bama. Bama gets through pretty easily. Next, we got eight-seeded UCLA, nine-seated Kansas State. UCLA. Zach Charbonnet nightmares. Coin flip game, but I think UCLA as well. Agreed. Okay. Uh, next up, we have four-seeded Baylor with Jerry Bohannon versus 13-seeded Virginia. Dave Aranda better. Yeah, Baylor being a four seems a little low. It, I agree. I agree. Uh, I take Baylor as well. Hammer the Bears. Hammer the Bears. First four. Chalky. Get through. Next we have Ole Miss versus UTSA. Oh, gosh. This is a fun game. Well, see, it would be a really fun a game. A fun game, but UTSA kind of got exposed late in the season. Yeah, and Ole Miss has Corral still, right? He doesn't yeah. get hurt? Yeah, yeah, I've got Ole Miss. Uh, Vermont just drilled a three ball. It's oh. a two-point game with 12 seconds left. Oh, my gosh. But I, I would agree with Ole Miss, Lane Train. All day, baby. Uh, three fourteen matchup. We've got Cincinnati versus Florida State. Cincy. And Mackenzie Milton's the quarterback. 
Oh gosh. Still Cincinnati. Yeah. Florida State is dysfunctional. I, I, yeah, you're right, but I'm gonna go with Florida State because Mackenzie Milton. Fair enough. I'm loyal. Cincinnati gets the win. Next up, we have Wake Forest versus Western Kentucky. This one. Mm. The, one of the funnest games on the bracket. Super. Fun. Oh my gosh, Sam. Be, oh. I got Western Kentucky. Bailey Whoa. Zappi. He uh, got the Colt Brennan Award. I don't know if you guys saw that. I did see that. But uh, yeah, that guy. What's the Colt Brennan Award? It's the best group of five player. Yes. Like the oh. group of five Heisman. It was like a Twitter thing. The group of Heisman. Okay. <laughs> I, I would take Wake Forest. I think it's a high scoring game, like 60 to 50. I think it's yeah. ridiculous. Give me Wake. Okay, Wake Forest gets the win. Next up, we have 7 Minnesota mm. versus 10 ASU. Arizona State. It's not happening, boys. Okay, 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 just hear me out. <laughs> so ASU didn't have Rashad White and a bunch of other people when they played Wisconsin. Yeah. Minnesota is basically the same as Wisconsin, so you literally just take a fully strengthened ASU. Who play in their bowl game? Um... And how did they 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 played not Auburn. I feel like it was like a quick lane bowl or something, like yeah. one of those. It was something dumb. The Guaranteed Rage Bowl. They played West Virginia. And they won? I'm assuming. 18-6. to six. Mm. It was an ugly, ugly game. But ASU was ugly toward the end of the season, man. Yeah, I, would, I, mean, the whole season. I would pick Minnesota simply because of ASU did lose to Wisconsin. Yeah, we were missing some, some key guys, but I think Minnesota literally beat Wisconsin. They, they did. At the end of the year. I'll take ASU, but um, I, can, I can respect. Oh, you're the tiebreaker. I'm Minnesota. Dang. All right. ASU, that's that's a tough exit. Tough exit. Be a good game, though. It would be. I would be quite entertaining. Next up, we got two Oklahoma State, 15 USC. Uh, Oklahoma State. Arkansas Cowboys. just turned the ball over. Vermont has the ball with nine seconds left. This is ridiculous. You, or Oklahoma State, though, right, Colt? Oklahoma State, yeah. Okay, okay. Last, this is pre-Lincoln last Riley. Region, last region. Midwest. Rapid fire. Ohio State versus Nevada. Buckeyes. Buckeyes. <laughs> Would that be a tough game because you got Carson Strong then? But yeah, I got the Buckeyes. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's do eight. You uh, Iowa versus. Ooh, Utah that's State. another. That's a great game. Fantastic game. I think because of how Utah State looked and because of how Iowa looked, yep. running in opposite directions. Utah State. Yep. Mountain West. Utah, Utah State, State in the upset. All right, Texas A&M versus Louisville. Malik Cunningham. I think they could get. I honestly, you know what? Give me Louisville. Wow. Texas A&M was too inconsistent mm. in the regular season, and Malik Cunningham is a great player. Louisville looked great in their bowl game, and they actually dominated it. I want to agree with you really bad. I can't do that, but I, I don't know if I can. Texas I don't know. That's kind of a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me the Aggies. Yeah, I, I. That's fair. Yeah. I was swinging for the fences with that one. This game is absurd. It's off the face of the Arkansas guy. I, I guarantee you, we have a couple extra minutes because I bet you the show behind us is watching this game. Exactly. All right. So I next hope. up, five Michigan State versus twelve Louisiana. Mm, Spartans. Raging Cajuns. Cooler name, but not better team. Kenneth Walker. Yeah, Kenneth Walker season. Louisiana was still great uh, this year, but goodbye. Uh, Three-seeded Utah versus a very hot 14-seeded Texas Tech. Utah. Yeah, Utah Utah's handily. Hotter. Yeah. Utah's hotter, yep. Uh, Six-seeded Miami versus 11-seeded LSU. Oh, that was a little more interesting. I actually like LSU. I'm going to take that as well. Yeah, I think LSU could pull it here. So uh, LSU getting a win. That's going to be an interesting matchup in the next round. Seven-seeded Tennessee versus 10-seeded Boise State. Tennessee. Boise had kind of a down year last year. Yeah. 
Give me the Vols. Yeah, and Volunteers were hot at the end of the year as well. I'll, I'll give it to Tennessee. And then last but not least, before Arkansas gets this inbound in, we have two seeded Notre Dame. I thought it was on Vermont, um, Arkansas. I thought yeah. Vermont was going to get this they, ball. They overturned it. It's Arkansas ball. Now. It's rigged. This is going to be the most confusing episode we've ever had. <laughs> we're combining sports here. Uh, two seeded Notre Dame versus 15 seeded Washington State. They do have Delora. Yes. Cole. Washington State. After they lost to Central Michigan, I lost all respect for the Cougs. They have Delora. So it's 1-1 Irish. Now. Notre Dame. Come on, boy. Let their season end. They did choke. And Washington State was a very scrappy team. They lost to Cincinnati, remember. Uh, Notre Dame lost to Cincinnati. Delora is Hawaiian, so that means they're going to lose. Oh, oh, oh. That's brutal. Um, but it doesn't look like we have enough time left for the second round, but that's fine. We can do that in another show. I think what we kind of learned from this, though, like there were some upsets, but I don't think we need a 64-team college football madness. I think we do. I think 32 is about where we start getting into, okay, this is going to be a little bit closer. Six, well, it's true. It would be more proportional to how the actual NCAA yes. tournament is because there's like 350 college basketball teams. Right, right. But, yeah, I mean, that just about does it. That was a, that was a fun little little project there. We'll, we'll do the second round and, and further rounds from there. I think it'll get fun. We'll, we'll guess we'll never know what happened to Vermont. Uh, what, what's their mascot? Uh, Catamount. Uh, Catamount, so yeah. Vermont Catamounts. What is that? I don't know. Is it a cat? <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> Happy March Madness. I see everyone's wearing green. Happy St. Patrick's Happy Let's go! Patrick's it was the St. Patrick's Day episode. We never even mentioned it. But <laughs> We're just supposed to like pinch people back in the day. Yeah, like, if you don't wear green, I still pinch people. Whoa! <laughs> I do. I, I don't, I'm shameless. We're getting canceled. That's not, that's not a cancelable offense. I pinch you if you don't wear green. Don't. If you don't wear green, I'll, it's I, your will fault. You. I will die on that hill. Anyway. Wow. I think that game's over. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. Here comes a four-point play by Vermont. Come on, make Nine it happen. seconds left. Vermont. Perhaps the most chaotic episode of Pacific Point of View ever. He airballed it. All right. <laughs> I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And with that, we wave goodbye. Tried to get rid of me, but from ocean to ocean, they gon' have to deal with me. I've been overlooked, slept on, stepped on, left for dead, always against all.